messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we're here to talk about TV commercials. Good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. Hey babe, what's the password for the cable bill? Rollerblade King 22, capital K. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hello, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. What do you got cooking today, Veeves? Well, um, you've heard of the Marketplace of Ideas. I have. This is more about the ideas of Marketplace. Mm, Um, It's a little play on words. It's a little play on words, which you know I love. Um, We talked about this. This kind of has been an idea that's been percolating for a while. But there are certain kinds of products, especially in uh, this ye old digital age that we find ourselves in, where the, the marketers are sort of at a loss for how to explain that something is happening in the virtual world and so they transpose it into a physical world or they they kind of make an analog for what a, vi- a virtual or digital experience would be in a physical space. I'm sure we'll get into it, but I believe that was the original idea that spawned Flow. Indeed it was. In Progressive, the, the, who was the, only supposed to do one commercial. It was going to be if, the box. Did you uh, fact check? We'll talk about that in a little bit. I hope you fact check me on that because I've been telling everybody that, but it could be like one of those things that like I used to go around telling people that Jonathan Demi played Buffalo Bill. Yeah, we've told more people now that I used to think Jonathan Demi was the actor who played Buffalo Bill. It's actually Ted Levine. Um, than I ever told th- that wrong fact to. But you did go around telling people that. I was one of those people. I was one of your victims, <laughs> not unlike Buffalo Bill. You put me down yeah. a well and you said, Jonathan, Jonathan Demi. Jonathan Demi played Buffalo Bill. I never got now over that. Now put the lotion in the basket. Yeah. Um, yeah, so anyway, that is something. But And then it was weird because Jonathan Demi appeared, of course, on the uh, popular television show Monk. <laughs> Famously stars <laughs> as Captain... Leland Stottlemyre on Monk. Exactly. Um, it all comes back to Monk with you. It really does. And me, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so we are going to talk about that, uh, creating physical spaces for non-physical products and services. Also, um, boy, it's less fun when I say it. Jesus Christ. Um, but then also, this is fun. For the past couple of episodes now, we've been trying to solve a mystery in, in, regarding a yes. young girl and her teddy bear in a York Peppermint Patty commercial. And what is the name of that teddy bear? We keep playing it over and over. It was a listener was like, I, for some reason, it was driving a listener crazy. <laughs> and then it started driving us crazy. And I told you, I believe at the beginning of last week's show that I reached out to the person who I believe was the creator yes. of that commercial. Now, have- I, don't, I don't have the best track record for reaching out <laughs> to creators and having them respond or respect me on this show. But I got, I mean, I got the most satisfying yes. response. This is welcome to a very satisfying conclusion of a three-part mystery. Exactly. But the you're going to have to who, stick around to the end. The person, or I guess you could fast forward, but don't um actually do you do you but um yeah the person who created the commercial not only confirmed what the name of that teddy bear is but why yeah the teddy bear is named that and also a little backstory about the pronunciation of it it's everything you could possibly want so we'll get into that when we check in with the ad council but for now let's get physical So, Veeves, 
Let's maybe start with the progressive commercial. Now, this is a, again, I believe, the debut of the woman we now uh, we now know as Flo. Yes, progressive. And I, I think you said that you thought that she was meant to be kind of a one-off uh, appearance in their ad campaign, and that the box, the talking box, mm-hmm. was always meant to be the main spokes critter. And I, I, that's as far as I know, I, I believe that to be true. Well, y- yes and no. Here, here's what I believe I discovered looking this up a long, long time ago now, years ago. But Progressive was starting kind of two different campaigns, but both of them were kind of about like this idea of you're purchasing a physical thing, which is insurance. And one of them was the talking box. That was kind of annoying. And who was the voice of that? I think it was Dr. Spachemin. Exactly. Um, Chris Parnell. Chris Parnell. Thank you. Um, Don't toy with me like that. I literally would have started saying it's Jonathan Demme. Um, (laughs) Okay. That one's not on me. (laughs) So, you know... I can't be responsible for all Jonathan Demme-related mistakes (laughs) in the universe. I refuse to shoulder that burden. Do you know that he played David Byrne and Stop Making Sense? (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, so this is going back... I mean, what, 20 years now? Almost 20 years now? Progressive had this idea of we're going to sell insurance, but we're going to somehow make a physical manifestation of it. And one was they got Chris Parnell to voice this animated box that was kind of annoying, right? It would be like in the back seat of a cab or something, blabbing to the cabbie about insurance. Yeah, you know, Chris Parnell has has a kind of a particular sort of character that he plays, and you see it in almost all of his voice work to some degree or another. It's like a Rick and Morty. Rick, yeah, the you know, um, uh, Jerry from Rick and Morty, Doctor Spachemin, a kind of unearned, a kind of. Although I know you wouldn't describe Jerry Smith as confident, there's a sort of unearned confidence that Chris Parnell injects into a lot of his characters. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. Obviously, he's a hilarious guy, but a kind of like an assumption about his place in the universe that that the rest of the world knows is somewhat wrong and i think the box i think he i think that's what he brought to the box honestly it was like a this overconfident box? <laughs> this overconfident cardboard box that is sort of going through the world like very chummy with people who and know it all and sort of know it all yeah right yeah what if at the end of um seven it turns out it was just insurance that was in the box <laughs> oh, all man. along. Well, Brad Pitt really overreacted. Very, I know. Talk about scenery chewing. Um, yeah, it was an insurance bundle. But anyway, and then the other way they tried to physically manifest this idea of insurance was they kind of created a store where people are going around and they're like browsing shelves and they're taking off, they're taking boxes yes, off the shelf if, and looking as at if them. insurance as if insurance could be a retail experience, which I think was new at the time, right? Like. All of the kind of big legacy insurers, it was a very, um, pardon the turn of phrase here, but it was a very black box experience mm-hmm. of like, well, I guess I just need car insurance and this is what they're going to sell me. And I think Progressive and a lot of these more discount, um, you know, Geico and the like, I think they tried to demystify it a little bit and say like, hey, you might not, you know, if you don't drive every day like maybe you don't need the maximum coverage like we can we can un we can sort of pick and choose what you're going to need for insurance and they also did a thing that was new at the time which was they agree they offered to match or not match but like see what your quote would be with like five different competitors and they're one of their big bragging or selling points was we will not 
always be the lowest provider, lowest price provider. And we'll tell you, honestly, if you can get the same package of insurance from another provider. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. So in these original Flow commercials, and this reminds me, you know, a friend of mine a while back was saying that she was not a big fan of Flow. And obviously, she's no longer a friend of mine. But um, <laughs> she said, why is she wearing the apron all the time? It doesn't make sense. I said, actually, it I said, actually, actually, that's why we're not friends anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I Chris Parnell there. Um, I said it's because originally the idea was she was a shopkeeper. Right. She was an employee in a shop and they all had this uniform where they're, you know, it's kind of like a, a, a like a kind of an apron-y thing over top of a, of a white work shirt. So is this the commercial here? Now, I have not seen this. Oh, it says here 2008. So, so. there are a couple. There are. There are three that I've grabbed. The one that I the one that I remember from very early on. I can't say for sure that this is the very first one, but she looks so different. She's so Stephanie Courtney looks so uh, young in this, um, and she's talking to a guy and explaining all the discounts. And again, they're standing in a a sort of a rough representation of a store. It doesn't really look like a store that you would ever be in, but it's like a store that's in a boundless void somewhere. Yeah, right. I love the boundless void. I love the boundless void. Um, And so, so like, there's these, it's a very white void, but there are, like, shelves with boxes representing the various insurance products that you could buy from them. And he's she's explaining this whole thing to him, like, all the discounts that are available to him. Now... You know, I said this could be almost 20 years old, but I'm always exaggerating time. This is actually not even quite 15 years. It says here that um, Flo did start the campaigns in 2008. I see that you uh, have the commercial here and it says 2008 and I just quickly looked it up. And yeah, she did start advertising in 2008. So that's only 14 years, which is still a very long time for an ad campaign. But it's like, I can't I can't remember a time before Flo. (laughs) You know, like if, if I told you that it had started in 2003, would you have been that shocked? No. Yeah. No, I mean, you yeah. know, but also to, the difference between 2003 and 2008 yeah, exactly. is, has really collapsed for me. It, yeah, me too. Like uh, Artie Lang septum. Okay, let's uh, take a listen. <laughs> Sorry, I was talking about Artie Lang with some folks. That was a weird, dark, specific joke, but uh, Artie Lang's on the mind. Okay, let's take a listen to this. This is the first commercial from, uh, or one of the first commercials in that first campaign from 2008. Hi, may I help you? Yes, uh, I hear Progressive has lots of discounts on car insurance. Can I get in on that? Are you a safe driver? Yes. Discount. Do you own a home? Yes. Discount. Are you going to buy online? Yes. Discount. (laughs) Isn't getting discounts great? Yes. There's no discount for agreeing with me. Yeah, I got carried away. Happens to me all the time. Helping you save money. I think that was the very first one, because I think I've looked that up before. She really kind of negs him at the end. Like, she's getting him excited, then he gets excited, (laughs) and then she she kind of like, wow, I kind of forgot what edge she comes with. (laughs) Well, I think they were still dialing in her character. As you said, uh, they weren't necessarily envisioning a 14-year campaign with this actress. Yeah. Um, Now, you have another one here. This is from the same campaign, right? Only this time she is talking to a different customer in the store. Yeah, this is a woman um, that she's talking to. They're still in the store, and they use this store for a long time. I mean, I'm not positive, but there are... I'm not positive that ones with the store are still running, but... They're recent enough that they're appearing on iSpot, which is one we'll get to next. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, maybe I misread it that it was only supposed to be one commercial. Maybe it was just supposed to be one campaign. But either way, I don't yeah. think they envisioned like no, how 14 could years later that she would be spawning an army of like mini flows yeah. with various Protégés characters. and yeah, exactly. a whole a whole... Like and grumpies, <laughs> who's that grumpy lady? Who's like, well, I, they all have names, right? But who's like the really sarcastic, eye rolly? Yeah, one I can never remember her. her name. 
Hi, welcome to Progressive.com. How can I help you? Well, I haven't shopped for car insurance in a while. And you're worried that you've been paying too much, right? Yeah. So how can I know I'm getting a good deal? We can compare your Progressive Direct rate with other top companies. Wow. Seriously? Yeah. Look at the deal we just got him. That's a new pair of shoes. Yeah, or a big tricked out name tag. Making sure you get a great deal. So when she says, look at the deal we got him, they go, like, they turn to one of those, like, kind of flippy board kind of things that looks, I don't know if it's from the stock exchange or something along those lines. Yeah, it makes me think of, like, an old-fashioned airport uh, departures and arrivals board where things are always changing and flipping over. Right, 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 right. If you, on a... With a gun to my head, I couldn't tell you how the technology of those works. And I'm sure it's, an- I mean, it's obviously analog. Right. I think um, I think they're called flippy boards. Yeah, okay. So I clearly be, you're you're not my call of friend no, in this I, no, I think, life or death situation, really? I've imagined. I think I nailed it. Um, now, do you have one more from Progressive here? Yeah, this is the one I was mentioning. It still appears on iSpot, which is typically only for, uh, for ads that are, have run fairly recently not necessarily that are currently running mm. but it's not like it's not an archive of all commercials that have ever run this one i remember seeing in the wild it's a woman who kind of storms into the not storms in but like marches into the store where flow is is still working and now one of their product walls is um, a thing of those, uh, like a, a display of those uh, price guns mm-hmm. that they're always using. That's right. The, name, the your price name your tool. price tool. Right, right. Uh, don't call it a gun. It only looks like a gun. Yeah. Um, and this woman says that this name your price tool has imbued her husband with un. Uh, unearned confidence. I think I remember this one. And this one, it looks like it's from 2012, if iSpot is to be believed. By the way, quick little aside here. Um, I have an ad blocker on my... Um, browser and the only reason i have it I, obviously i like talking about ads and when i'm receiving free content over the internet i don't see a need to block it i just have it because when i'm playing youtube videos live during a tbtl i don't want to wait for the ads to play right. um but ispot.tv has now uh, caught up to my game i just tried to hit play on this thing and it's like uh bro you're using an ad blocker on a website where we <laughs> Feature ads. All right, fair enough. But like, iSpot. But can't iSpot tell that you are here? I mean, I'm surprised they even that these register as ads in this context. I know it's weird because they're content. It just blocked my entire access to the site. It was actually doing that on my my computer earlier, and I don't think I even have ad blocks. Oh, really? Oh, maybe it was just a glitch then. Yeah, because I don't think iSpot. Um, the website has other ads. You know what I mean? Like, right. They give you a little bit of free content that we use, and then if you want more, if you're like somebody you who actually analytics. needs to dig into the analytics, yeah. anyway. Um, okay, so here's this commercial where again we're in the we're in the progressive store, and this time it's revolving around the name your price tool. Where's Flo? Anybody know where Flo is? She okay, was storming. Yeah. Is this the thing you gave my husband? Oh, yeah. Yes, the name your price tool. You tell us the price you want to pay, and we give you a range of options to choose from. Careful, though. That kind of power can go to your head. That explains a lot. Oh, yeah. So this is the woman's husband. He's at, like, a some sort of outdoor situation where a street performer is juggling chainsaws that are running. Right. And the husband is, like walking into his performance space and trying to get him to deal him in with a chainsaw or two. Yeah, they're like outside at like some sort of a festival or something and uh, and now he wants to juggle chainsaws. I got this. Give me one. <laughs> Give me one. Give me one. The power of the name your price tool. Only from Progressive. It's a pretty good uh, I love the physical 
I, performance by him. I know. I love the husband. Give me one. Give me one. And he's like out there. He's like pretending to juggle them, even even though the um, guy actually juggling the saws will not um, will not engage. Now, really quickly, while we're on the topic of progressive, you look something up today, and I haven't even watched these yet. I don't think, unless it's come up on the show before, but I saw some meme going around today where somebody grabbed an image of John Hamm and Flo kind of broing down over something, but then somebody memified it uh-huh. uh, for whatever the instance was. And have we talked about this? No, these, I didn't even know John about this. Ham and Flo commercials? No, this really goes to show you the, the reach and power and ubiquity of Flo and the progressive campaign in the popular culture because... Because if John Hamm is is like in on the joke and part uh-huh. and wants to do the joke, it's fun. Like yeah. John Hamm has good instincts. For yeah, this he does, stuff. and he's a really he's. It's just so funny that he's mostly known for his serious dramatic role on Mad Men. When really all he wants to do is comedy. He's a comedic actor. It's he's all a good comedic actor. It's, too. it's unfortunate that he has hands. He has handsome face. Yeah, which like was the the premise of the joke about him on Thirty Rock, <laughs> yeah, right? That he was right. like too handsome for his own good right basically so what actually happens in these commercials so in the first one this is kind of the one that kicks off the story and then there'll be like a little um kind of wrap up of the story the the crew flo jamie the other ones which Mm -hmm, is literally mm -hmm. what they're referred to here as (laughs) um are sitting outside in a like at a bistro table somewhere having a having a cafe have uh having a coffee together and jamie's telling some it's some, you know, he's telling like the final punchline or the final line to some absurd story. I don't think I've seen this one, but I can already yeah. hear it. I feel like there's so many commercials where we join with Jamie just giving the end just of a the bad dumbest story. bad story. <laughs> and whoever's doing the writing for him is so good. And I think the I think that actor is just really talented. And as they're sitting there all in their white, you know, aprons mm-hmm. and shirts, uh, a cool looking sports car drives up, convertible uh, sports car drives up and Ham, uh, John Ham's sitting in it and he calls out to Flo and he wants her to remember that they had a blind date once or a first date <laughs> or something. And she's like, not really remembering. Yeah, this plot does not ring a bell. So may oh, and you know what? I am seeing. I spot is saying when this first published, May twenty third of twenty twenty two. So these are brand yeah. new. So I haven't Hot seen off the these. Presses. Okay, let's take a listen. This I already love this, and I haven't even seen it yet. I didn't win the lawsuit, but everybody knows I wrote that song. Been <laughs> <laughs> forever. You look fantastic. It's John. Him. So John Hamm gets out of the car and Flo's just giving him a look like, who are you and why are you talking to me? And I want to go back to the very beginning of this, too, because I kind of talked over (laughs) over uh, John Hamm's first words laughing at the Jamie's story. I didn't win the lawsuit, but everybody knows I wrote that song. Flo? Gosh, it's been forever. You look fantastic. It's John. Him from the blind date we went on years ago? Ah, the struggling actor who didn't believe he could save his snapshot based on how and how much he drives. I'd love to talk about it over dinner sometime. Well, I usually don't talk on the phone during dinner, but for potential customer Tom Ham, I will make an exception. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that is so great. I love it. Tom Tom Ham has a real good instinct for comedic choices. Now that is not the shot that I saw in the meme today. It looks so like they made a second here. one, okay. which is now. Are they, they actually on a date? Because the one I saw, they were kind of like close to each other, like kind of huddling or something. So this next one is more like a different format. It's okay. like a it's like a movie trailer for the story of their love affair. Okay, it's called so, Love and Other Bundles. I seen it 
starts here with like that rating, like this trailer exactly. <laughs> not approved for all audiences or whatever. She was a ubiquitous insurance spokeswoman. He was your everyday Hollywood <laughs> leading man. But when fate brings them back together, it's John. Old flames will be rekindled. <laughs> so I said, no, 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 it's bundle and save, not bundle and shave. <laughs> Starring John Hamm, Flo from Progressive, Jamie and the other ones. <laughs> you gotta find your moment, Ham. It's love and other bundles. Oh Come my to a commercial God. Right you. Damn it, this is my favorite thing ever. Yeah, Progressive has a great ear, ear for cultural, for parody, of course, and for... Um, I think, you know, catching catching things at the right moment. Yes. And, you know, John Hamm has been in a lot of commercials. He's come up on the show quite yes. a bit. But not, I mean, I feel like the, a lot of them that I can remember were duds. Now, the last one we talked about was um, actually, it was HBO Max, I want to say, like Everybody But Ham. Right. And it, he was like in his beautiful apartment. That was an amazing yeah. commercial. Yeah, was it HBO or was it? Maybe Netflix. Apple oh, Apple Plus or Disney or something. Yeah, one yeah, it's one ones. of those. It was Apple Plus or Disney. Yeah, and, and how they so, had like all these stars, and he's like, "Why aren't they calling me?" I thought that one was good. I thought the one he did. Uh, I think he did a short series for like a Canadian, um, like Uber Eats. It wasn't Uber Eats, but it was like one of those oh. meal delivery. You know, like um, not meal delivery, but uh, like people will deliver whatever you want to you. Yeah, do those also take place in a beautiful apartment? Yeah, so like a, in his beautiful home, and he's yeah. like abusing. He basically just constantly abuses his assistant. Yeah, that one was good. But the ones we didn't like were for a tax preparation. Tax prep, exactly. He was like on set all the time, like bumbling his lines, and then being a real know-it-all. It was a confusing being premise. A real it, Chris. It was, it was real unclear. Like, is he John Hamm? Is he right. not? He seems like he's being an actor, but he isn't always being treated like he's John Hamm. Sometimes he was the the villain of the piece. Sometimes he was the hero. Yeah. They just had a very confused narrative of like who his character was or or what his situation in life was. And so it just the jokes individually might have been okay, but just really didn't work as a whole. He was harassing somebody at a um at like the buffet table. What do you call it when you're craft on set? Services. The craft services table over a bagel. Yeah. Right? It was, it yeah. Like, I remember that one being a, a bummer. It wasn't great. Yeah. It just was confused. He's great. I mean, his performances are always good, but he just like didn't have a very good concept to work with, I think, there. But I do love John Hamm. He makes me laugh. And like, like we've said, like he was, he's, cur- he, he's cursed with a handsome face to be mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Serious. He wants to be, you know, Seth Rogen. I can relate. Um, so this, let's get back on track and talk about commercials that are kind of using um, the idea of a physical store for a non-physical product. And I want to say these next ones might have been the ones that finally pushed us over the edge to do the show, right? Redfin Realty? Yeah, this is one that's been running lately that uh, I think really fits the mold of what we're talking about here. This The, the virtual service or product that is being represented in a physical way. And mm-hmm. I, this one I like a lot. Unlike the um, the progressive one where there's just sort of the barest suggestion of a store, of a physical locality, this is much more, um, there's a lot more set dressing to it. So in this one, it's about the housing market. And mm-hmm. the way you look at houses, you know, of course, is you can't go to a store to look at houses because you have to go to the house yeah. to look at the houses. Um, so they've represented it here in this kind of big warehouse space with lots of very industrial looking shelves all the way up to the ceiling in this big, big kind of hangar. 
And all over these shelves are miniatures, like dollhouse sizes mm -hmm. of the houses that people are looking at. And You said earlier it just made you want to buy a dollhouse. It did just make me want to buy a dollhouse. <laughs> we both love miniatures. And um, yes, I'm constantly, I have to constantly not be buying dollhouses. <laughs> all right. So let's take a listen to this. Looks like a woman is in the store trying to, um, kind of like, again, a big box store trying to uh, look for her house. Got all cash here. Clear path. Offer deadline on Sherman Street in one hour. I see, but it's very chaotic. And yes, so people all, are like running through with just bucket, literal all, buckets of yes, cash. It's all the things that you hear about house buying, right? Like houses go for uh, all cash offers in minutes after they go on, uh, on love they get listed. Everything is just people. It's like the stock market with like everybody just like mm -hmm. buy, buy, buy. If you're just a normal person who doesn't have a wheelbarrow full of cash, how do you buy a house? housing market. Is it always like this? Kind of, but don't worry. Redfin updates listings every five minutes and you can take a same day tour. So I'll see homes first. Yep. Check it out. <gasps> Dibs! Dibs! I got Dibs! We will have to make an official offer. What? Find homes first. Again, some good physical comedy there. So the woman says, like, this house here, the, the I guess the clerk of the store. She looks at it for a nanosecond and yells, Dibs, which is how we got this house. Right, and then she, she like, kind of... Blaze herself. I don't know if that's the right she's word. Kind of like climbs it like a tree. Exactly, and she's like kind of blocking people from looking at it by throwing her leg way up on the shelf. That's actually really good. I don't think I've seen that. That is the version. best physical manifestation of how we got this house. By the way. I just I I threw my leg up over the roof and yelled dibs. <laughs> now there's another one here. Is this basically the same thing? I see a woman. She's like looking at one of these miniature houses on a shelf, kind of peeking through the windows. Yeah, so it's, I think it's an it's it's the same basic premise, but they're kind of making a slightly different point the rooms look bigger in the pictures hmm. Three oh i like that one because you see you see the little room like again like a dollhouse from the inside and you see this woman kind of peering through the window with her big eyes kind of coming through like she's it a also makes me think giant... of that, that movie um downsized oh yeah the one i never where... watched it matt damon right yeah it was to me disappointing but i think it's just because like it didn't do it didn't explore what i wanted to explore mm -hmm. But yeah, it's about where like to save money, people like have themselves tinyfied. Mm -hmm. The rooms look bigger in the pictures. Hmm. Three bedroom Dutch colonial construction duplex seven. This feels pointless. The housing market can be pretty overwhelming. Let me help you out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Ta-da! How do we miss this? Redfin learns what you like and constantly finds new homes for you. Constantly. Yep. Like when I'm sleeping. Yep. Like when I'm watching football on Sunday. Like when he's not cleaning the kitchen. Like when I'm saying I'm sorry. Yep. Great. Find homes first, mm. tour homes fast. Want to win? Mm. Choose Redfin. That dude should clean the kitchen. Yeah, well, what they found was this beautiful mid-century uh, kind of like, I don't know what you would call it, but like sort of sloping roof, beautiful mid-century house. And there's no way that was missed. Yeah, I mean, the exactly. Idea, That's, that kind of doesn't... Such, it's yeah. such a lie. Like Redfin's like, oh, if, if you go, if you use Redfin, um, you'll have like a special advantage over uh, who everyone else right exactly because we Everybody's all using red constantly look at redfin or yeah. zillow yeah exactly and like the idea that it's like a special secret that only you know is just an absolute lie is there any appreciable difference between the two services or do you just end up getting locked into one you kind of get locked into one because you you get to know the interface really well with one um i'm actually kind of glad that we were using redfin because i found that consistently zillow um undervalues houses now they don't like houses houses list for what they list for so that's that's just going to be the same on any of them but zillow will kind of give you a sense that like 
a house is maybe more affordable that you don't mm. have to bid as high yeah. as you actually do whereas redfin's like yeah you live in a crazy market everything's gonna right. be like at least 15 percent over asking right now i um was looking around a little bit i didn't contribute really anything to today's show honestly as far as prep is concerned but i did do a quick aborted um healthcare search i was looking for I was better like, do that quick before yeah, it's before still well it's still legal um but uh i couldn't find anything but you did find some health because i thought like that's a service that i could see somebody yes. like trying to manifest into like a store yeah it was hard to think about it's hard to after the three examples that we kind of came up with just from watching tv I was thinking about like what kind of things like one thing I thought might I might be able to find but I didn't was like frozen foods like would a frozen food try to get, tell you that you're having a restaurant experience like oh, a pizza like a frozen pizza but oh, that you, like, when you cook it it feels like you're in a restaurant I'm not saying there aren't those ads about frozen foods but I could not find them. Hmm. Um, this one is for something called Molina Healthcare, founded mm. by Alfred Molina. Ah, yes. No, I don't know who. Josh I don't, Molina. I don't know what. Wait, are they related? Well, Mo Josh Molina spells it different. Oh, I see. It's Molina. Um, but yes, they're related. Yeah, well, I mean, in the sense that, you know, we're all members of the family of man. <laughs> we're all brothers in the Lord. We're all brothers in the Lord. Um, I think I make that joke every time you ask me if somebody's related. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. Um, I don't listen well. <laughs> um, so this one, they're not exactly, it's a little different. Like it's not representing it quite like you're in a store for healthcare, but they make an analogy between what it's like to go grocery shopping and what if growing grocery shopping was you were treated in the grocery store the way you're treated by your healthcare provider. You already have my attention because the healthcare, the, the, yeah. the healthcare processes and industry, I mean, I don't even need to tell anybody that, but it is so ridiculous yeah um let me set this up real quick so we have a woman who represents you know us the consumer um she's at this grocery store um it's it's uh it doesn't feel like a cost or anything it feels like a regular grocery store but there is somebody giving out samples um of like summer sausage or something and she walks up to get a sample and then when she goes to get a sample, the woman dumps them all in the trash. Uh -huh. uh, and then she's going, you hear her in the line uh, where she's trying to check out. And someone just like darts in front of her and like checks out in front of her. Mm -hmm. Here for a sample? Anyone else? Anyone? Hi, I no? love sausages. I really love sausages. Feeling unimportant? Ever feel that way with your health plan? Oh, she's next. We're Molina Healthcare, and you're important to us, which is why we offer the benefits you need. Need low-cost or no-cost healthcare? You know, that that is not as well done as I expected. Yeah. First of all, you can't tell what's going on. The way the first shot is blocked, you can't tell that the woman is throwing the samples in the garbage can. And also, that's, I mean, I feel like you could draw so many more compelling direct parallels between the healthcare experience. One of the things is not, I'm not getting free samples. You know what I mean? Right. It would be something more along the lines of, I want to buy this thing. Oh, but you can't buy this thing because you have a plan that says you can't buy right. this. Right. Or other people you're are having this. to wait for forever to, right. to to get your summer sausage exactly the person jumping in front of her are we really worried about people jumping in front of i mean maybe with some maybe with some types of but it doesn't feel like the main concern people no. have about healthcare. i think the complaints what a swing and a miss yeah i think it's a swing and a miss i think the the way that people i i think they do a poor job of sort of finding the parallels and they just kind of file it all under feeling unimportant but like the idea that someone would throw out the samples 
at a grocery yeah. store sample table is just like nonsensical. And it, yeah, and again, there's no parallel to the healthcare yeah. where you could draw so many. Yeah, it what feels, a, it what feels a like bummer. yeah, like one one more pass at that script would have really helped. Now this next one, I see people there in like a clothing store. Is that what this one is? This is one about this one. I feel like works a little bit better conceptually. This is about the idea that when you buy clothes, you don't just get. There's not just one piece of clothing that fits everybody. Yeah. Like obviously, and it's all about getting tailored clothes or picking out clothes that fit you or that suit you. So it's just a, an extended montage of people trying on clothes that are for them, that mm -hmm. are like tailored or fit to them. And the and you know the metaphor there is that you need healthcare that's tailored to you. When it comes to Medicare Advantage choices, no single plan fits everyone. That's why Melina has so many different plans to choose from. So it doesn't start with people getting clothes that are fit for them. It's actually a bunch of clothes that don't yes. fit these people. People with like uh, trying on pants that are like many sizes too big and some guy sitting with a bunch of shoes that don't fit him in a store. Now, are we going to transition into now, happy customers? Now the happy or, people okay. get to try and clothes. To help you choose the option that's perfect for you. Lean on Melina to get the benefits you deserve at a price you can afford. If you have Medicare or Medicare and Medicaid, we give you more benefits, like helping you pay for food and over-the-counter items. Molina has plans with prescription drug coverage, dental, vision, and hearing benefits. We even offer So conceptually, I like it better, yeah, it but mostly sense. I'm just watching people try on clothes. Yeah. And it really doesn't leave me thinking about healthcare. Yeah. Yep. I think these are kind of a weird campaign. Yeah, I wish we could. Do you want to rewrite them for them and just send them on <laughs> yeah. spec? We'll just send Melina some, some scripts. I'm best friends with a creator now. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard. I don't think that Melina can afford Droga 5. Yes, but can, can they afford Andrew Walsh? I'm going to say yes. I'm doing this podcast for free. <laughs> um, all right. So now let's go to another kind. Like a lot of, a lot of sort of newer products that are you know that you consume through your phone or consume online are thinking about how to explain to the potential consumer either that it's like going to a physical space or mm -hmm. that it um negates the need to go to a physical space that you don't want to go to and what what's a place people don't like to go to the DMV the DMV but actually the driver the the dealership of the car ah, dealership right 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 yes okay in this one you have a woman looking sitting in what appears to be her nice living room she's got she's sitting in her cool mid-century looking chair and mm. got her little like a little bit of furniture around her and she's on her phone um looking in at drive time which i think is um i forget now if it's like i think it's just buying a car now, drive time makes it easy to buy a car. You can pretty much do it all on your phone and your own time. I got approved, found tons of cars that I like, and got my personalized financing right here. It's kind of like I'm already at a dealership. Now we cut hey, to she's yeah, at the dealership. You are in a drive time dealership. Hey. Cool. So it's as she like as she finds herself in the dealership, it's still like her furniture around her, like her little end table and her little chair. But you but pull now back. She, you pull back, and now like she's in an actual dealership, and she definitely looks like um, she's kind of confused by this uh, by this hey. twist. Cool. How? Oh yeah. Technically, anywhere you are with your phone, you're pretty much in a drive time dealership. Oh right, because I can basically do it all on my phone. Correct. Get your down payment, monthly you payment. know that reminds me of Vives because this is something I hear all the time, but I don't know if they ever physically did it. But is it Carvana that is like the car vending machine? Do Can you have I that tell on you, the list? I let me tell you something that I learned today that made me feel very stupid. Uh huh. Until today, I 
legitimately thought that car vending machines were a metaphor. But they are not. They are a real thing. Oh, I thought they were a metaphor too. No, apparently it is a real thing that you get a you get once you buy your car, it's like a gimmick. You get a big plastic token and you put it in a literal like building size vending machine. Wait, really? And it takes your car out. I thought it was just an app. I thought so too. I've been thinking all this time that car vending machine was like a metaphor for how easy it is to get a car. But no, there is like 33 of them around the country. They're what? like a big glass tower that have cars in them like a, like cans of Coke. And how, and how do you put the money in? You just you put ha- in. They give you a pretend token. They give you pretend money once you've given That's them so the real stupid. money. And you go, jink. So you've already gone through all the dumb processes. And then you it's just, just like... like the fun of, of doing the gimmick, I guess. I don't like that. No. Well, neither does the person in the ad that we're going to talk to and that we're going to listen to now. Okay. This is what this is the click lane. This one is I click see here? lane. So okay. we have a guy sitting on his couch again, very similar to the drive time woman, where she he's uh, sitting on his couch in his living room. Very again, a very well appointed living yes, room. Yes, there's, there's only style. there's only one style of furniture on TV for if yeah. you want to have an aspirational looking yeah. home on TV. They all look like this. Yeah. Um, and he is sitting on his couch, and as he explains how he's buying his car, it takes him past. Um, a representation of car vending machines and then um, into a representation of a dealership and he explains what he's doing differently. But he's kind of staying on the couch the whole time. He's just sitting on his couch with his laptop. While the background changes around him. Yeah. I'm all about a 100% online car buying experience. So I use ClickLane. I can shop new or used, finance with my choice of banks, trade in and schedule delivery all online, which means no more trips to the dealership. No more waiting around. No more writer's cramp. And no more vending machines. Those are for candy, not cars. 100% <laughs> honest to He's goodness. Absolutely, completely online. That's ClickLane. So ClickLane is coming for Carvana. It's really a vending machine? But I'm you still go not... through all the same bullshit, but then they give you well, a Well, they want you to do it all token. online, and then you come and get your toy token and get your car. If anyone, if any listener has any personal experience with the vending machine, will you please write in and just... Walk me through it or tell me if it was awesome or tell me if you felt like a damn idiot putting a <laughs> piece of toy, uh, putting a toy in another toy. Yeah, so that you can get an actual car coming down. Yeah, I mean, I, I bet mean, it, it must is, be something to see. I, I bet guess. you it's something to see. And there are all these like YouTube videos about like, you know, inside look at the car vending machine. Um, so I'm sure it's I'm sure it's fun in its way, but like it's a gimmick. Yeah. Um, so we it looks like maybe we have one more on this topic here that is um, a Bitcoin commercial. Wait, yes. So Bitcoin is not sold in stores. Bitcoin cannot Bitcoin be sold is in not sold in stores. Yeah, I thought for sure there'd be a a, a grip of um, like crypto ones, mm-hmm. and there are so many crypto ads at this point that I I may have missed one, but I like this one because it was again it took like the idea of a a physical. A, a virtual thing that you do, i.e. in this case, mm-hmm. invest in gold. And everyone knows that when you invest in gold, they don't drop off like a bull- gold bullion on your front steps. Uh-huh. I mean, that's not how it works. And this commercial is, is lampooning that idea or well, this commercial buys into that idea and the, use it as a trope? It uses it as a, it, it pretends uh. that the way that you invest in gold is to have a bunch of gold that you have to then lug around, which oh. is silliness. Right. Um, and it's, I guess, making the point that um, gold is yesterday's currency. 
Um, but it it plays with the idea that once you when you invest in gold, you're doing it in this like physical way of where you like you're Ron Swanson and you've buried yeah. it in your backyard. And also, is Bitcoin competing with gold, or is it competing with the stock market? I wish if you if you think I know the answer to that question, you've wildly misunderstood uh, my understanding of finances. Do you think that when you go to Carvana and they give you the big token to put into the vending machine, is that a Bitcoin? <laughs> that's, a, that's what I always assume. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Here's, give me my Bitcoin. I'll put it in the car vending machine. So what do we have here? We have a bunch of people kind of going around town, like trying to lug their gold around. Yeah. So you have. Somebody, uh, sort of a Wall Street, sort of a grim looking version of a Wall Street type environment. Mm -hmm. And all of these people are just pushing these heavy wheelbarrows full of like gold bars and coins and stuff, trying to get them into the bank, I guess. All right, let's take a listen to this. Why did you invest in gold? Are you living in the past? In a digital world, gold shouldn't weigh down your portfolio. You see where things are going. Digital currencies like Bitcoin are the future. They're secure, borderless, and unlike gold, they actually have utility. Leave the pack behind. It's time to drop gold. Go digital. Go great. I kind I don't know anything about this world. I didn't know anything about the world of investing before cryptocurrency, but I do like their the phrase don't let your portfolio be weighed down by gold yeah. i actually think that's a pretty evocative idea that they're then showing physically i think it is and i you know they it's not they don't literally intend anyone to believe that investing in gold means that you have a wheelbarrow full of it i think it's a kind of a fun visual um but you know it, i do wonder if like the kind of it's it is interesting like are the kind of people who invest in gold who are I would say typically going to be more conservative in their investments, more um, paranoid, paranoid about the possibilities of, you know, something nefarious happening with Bitcoin. Are they are they a good target or is Bitcoin? Do I just not understand crypto so thoroughly that? In fact, the thing that appeals to someone about crypto is the thing that appeals to them about gold. It's hmm. it's inviolability. It's it's not it's it the, the inability to to fake it or or corrupt it or whatever. Because it seems like the opposite, right? Like one is a completely made up thing and one is physical. But then I in guess a you way, have the though, blockchain. That... But you know what? In fairness, I mean, if you if you accept, and I guess we are supposed to accept that blockchain is kind of. Uh, you know, cannot be. It's a, there's an accountability. There, some kind of accountability. Yeah. If you accept that, then ultimately the value that's assigned to gold is just as arbitrary as the value that's assigned to block to crypto. Because I mean, gold has no intrinsic value. It's just something we assign because it's because of its scarcity. Yeah. It's, well, I mean, th there was a physical scarcity. At, you know what I mean? That that it is based on. Yeah, and that but that's the same as true. That's true of crypto because of the way it's the way it's. Um, created this commercial reminds me of can i tell you Veeves, about can i tell you about a bible story and then tell you the problem <laughs> with the bible story please okay here's the bible story as i remember it being taught to me as a young as a as a kid right there's a man and he has a whole bunch of gold and wealth right but somehow he finds himself out in the desert with this and he has to he's he's trying to come home with all this gold that he let's say he found somewhere 
But the problem is he's out in the middle, middle of the desert and the gold is weighing him down. Oh, I saw this. It was the season ender of Breaking Bad. And if he let go, <laughs> that's right. Or no, was it Breaking Bad or, or was it Saul? Oh right. no no! It was Breaking Bad, yeah. right? Um, I mean, look, a lot of people in those in that universe have been out in the desert with money. Yeah, but this man can save himself just by letting go of the heavy gold and treasure and just going home. But he can't let go of the gold and treasure, and so he actually perishes under the desert sun because he couldn't let go of it. Now that's the Bible story. The problem is, it's not a Bible story. I have talked about this on tbtl with luke and he does not remember it at all and so then i looked it up because i was like oh this is gonna be the one religious thing from my youth that he doesn't know there is no evidence that that story is in the bible at all i've googled mm -hmm. it for years now it's just a parable it's just a parable but where the hell did i get it well there's lots of parables that religious folk use there's like the one of, i mean the story about the guy who you know um was in the flood and prayed for help and a boat came and a helicopter came and then he died and he says to God, why didn't you help me? And God says, I sent a boat, I sent a helicopter. And that's not in the Bible, but it's like used by by clergy often as a metaphor. Or the guy who went to bed every night praying that he would win the lottery and he had a lot of faith and every night he would just pray, please, Lord, let me win the lottery, let me win the lottery. Why? And then he gets more and more angry. He's like, why, Lord, will you not help me win the lottery? And then finally one night God actually speaks to him and says, you have to buy a ticket. <laughs> yeah. Just so, like that? Is just that, like that. Now, is that in the Bible? I Yes, I believe it was. Is that Old Testament? <laughs> it's I believe? like the newest Testament. <laughs> um, all right. So I think that's where we're going to leave things as far as this particular trope is concerned. But I meant to mention this at the very top of the show, Vives. And if you don't mind swinging back around to it, you pulled that little piece of tape today that we played, the, the little drop we played at the top of the show, the, the what we call the shit like this, right? Here, yeah. can I? I'll play it again to remind people of what you heard at the top of the show. Hey, babe, what's the password for the cable bill? Rollerblade King 22, capital K. Now, I uh, had never heard that before, and I'd never seen the commercial before. It's actually for TD Ameritrade, is that right? I think just TD Bank. Oh, okay, I thought they were the same thing. Well, I'm sure they have some shared corporate DNA, um, but TD Ameritrade is like just it's like a just a brokerage I or see. whatever, okay. and I think this is like... This is just a a, like a, kind of more of a bank. It's appealing yeah. to just like kind of consumer bank. So you said, hey, this would be a good drop for the top of the show. And you sent me the whole link. And Genevieve, this is a 30 second commercial. I think it only has these two people in it, right? Like this woman is behind um, her laptop computer in a nice living room. Now, this is not mid-century modern. This is just like kind of a nice. More craftsman. More of a craftsman, nice house. Um, and she's behind her computer and her husband is kind of puttering around doing various household tasks, doing the laundry, carrying a laundry basket. This one spoke to me so hard. Like their dynamic was relatable to me. The thing that they're talking about was relatable to me. It's just intense. I love this couple. I like their vibe together. And uh, I think that like this is going to be just so the story that's being told here is so relatable to any couple who's like had to deal with doing online business. And the writing is so good yeah. and their performances are so good. The house is beautiful. They kind of keep on cutting to him in various rooms. They're having this conversation, you know, like she's just in one room and he's in various rooms and they're doing that thing that you do a lot of these where she's just like yelling from one room to another. And I had never seen this before. And I just watched it to pull that little piece of tape. But it was so hard just to pull that piece of tape. Like every single yeah. line in this it's is hilarious. And it's all about different passwords so that she can get in and pay the bills or check on the finances or what have you.
Hey, babe, what's the password for the cable bill? Rollerblade King 22. Capital K. Okay. What about the phone bill? It's the entire alphabet backwards. Z, Y, X, I, I, I got it. <laughs> what about electric? Shrimp. Uh-uh. Lobster? It didn't work. Try all seafood. The words all seafood or like different seafoods? No, just work your way through the ocean. <laughs> Forget all your passwords. Just okay. work your like way through the ocean is great. And then what it's advertising is you can pay all your bills through TD Bank, which and then you just need is actually one what, password. Yeah, and then and that's actually what we how we pay a lot of our bills or how we used to pay a lot of our bills through um, Bank of America. I just think the again the writing is so good. This couple this couple is so likable. They really are likable. And yes, I just that commercial. Honestly, you were just like, here, pull this piece of tape. And now I'm in love with everything about this. I yeah. wonder if they have any more in the campaign, actually. I hope so. I love this couple. And I think that they would be a great uh, just spokespeople for the for TD Bank. Yeah, I'm, 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 I see a bunch of others that they have. Not with the same couple, but just other families. But I'm not just going to click randomly because that never works out well for me or you or the <laughs> listeners, I guess. So let's get out of here. But yeah, that is wonderful. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind That commercial and the John Hamm progressive commercials So good This was just like a Adcolades show with no admonishments. We had some admonishments. No, we did, true. We, we did didn't care for the Molina Healthcare. I know, but honestly, two of my new favorite commercials yeah. are here. Somebody now. suggested on Facebook, I think, that we do a a uh, Hall of Fame. And when we first started this show, way back uh, years ago, we did try 2015, to twenty fifteen, something like that. Yeah, we've been doing this for like six yeah. or seven years. We actually did have this idea that we were going to have a periodic Hall of Fame episode. And not unlike today's topic, like, I think that we were sort of picturing it like an audio version of a physical, like, place where we were, like, taking... (laughs) That's how I pictured it. Like, we're taking these commercials and we're sort of enshrining them into the the Hall of Fame. And and whether it would be some sort of, yeah... keep a list. Keep a list. Have some kind of... Have a blockchain of it, (laughs) as I understand it, is that is how it works. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't exactly know why, but just the way that this show evolved and the way things evolved generally, it just became something that was like, not that interesting to us to do. We do add collage. I remember you specifically said this, this isn't working. It was one of the things where you're just like, I don't want to pursue this anymore. Yeah, I just don't want to pursue it anymore. Like it wasn't, I didn't, it wasn't adding anything to the show. I mean, adcolades and admonishments is in, in essence that, right? It's like, what we're liking, also like what we want to like dunk on, and just doing a Hall of Fame for whatever reason felt very flat. I mean, maybe you could like somehow revamp that idea in a way that would be fun, but I also think that what when this show succeeds, if it succeeds, it does so because we're listening to our instincts and yeah. not trying to like force certain bits or certain like. Tro- you know certain things to work out just because it's like the structure we used to do have like we used to have like three or four segments in the show you know we would we would often we would like produce a lot for each show and it would just be like it didn't it wasn't very organic and i think over the years it's actually become a little looser but also that's what works for us. I thought you were building up to saying you were having a change of heart about the, the no. hall of fame or something like that do you just remember about it. i only remember doing one Hall of Fame segment. I think we might have done two, 
but I only remember the very first one, and I can only say for sure what one commercial. There are either two or four commercials in the After These Messages Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's a very right? elite group. Because it would have been, we definitely did one where I would have submitted one and you would have submitted one. We might have come back to it, in which case we would have each submitted one more. So out of the two or four, can you name any of them? Name one. What? It's for the Honda Pilot. And it's oh, yes. with Pete Hornberger. This was yours, yep. Uh, I don't remember. Scott Adsit is, yep. the, is the actor's name. He was in 30 Rock. And he's raised, by, he's been raised by wolves. And the premise of the commercial is that the Honda Pilot is like a great car for a family where the father has been raised by wolves. Yes, that was your submission. And mine was for, I want to say, a lotto. Although I don't know if I have the product right. But it was... Um, no, it wasn't for the lotto. It was for a dog adoption. Oh, yes. Or a pet adoption right. service. And there was, I believe, a, a police officer pulls over a guy who's speeding or something. And the police officer is saying, do you know why I pulled you over? <laughs> because you're so cool. You are just like the coolest right. guy. You are funny and you are cool. And then it says, nobody talks to you like your dog but don't you wish you everybody something? thought of you, thought about you the way your dog does? Exactly, and that yeah. was, I loved that so much. I'm looking for, to see if here. I think I found it. I actually, I think I might even use this as a drop on some of the other podcasts. Sir, do you have any idea how super cool you are? Yeah, thanks. I have a picture of you for above my bed, please. He takes his ID. It's a super cool picture. Super cool. Here's your picture back. I don't deserve it. <laughs> Also, a short poem I wrote about you. He hands him the ticket. So super cool. If only everyone saw you the way your dog does. Yeah, you're a good boy. And then we see that he had a dog in the passenger seat the whole time and says, adopt a pet. God, I love that commercial. It's a good ad. We got to bring back the Hall of Fame. Nope. That's not where this conversation was We just was cracked going. open the Hall of Fame, though. Do you want to hear your Scott Adsit commercial? Or All right, yeah, play that on? one. Um, and you said it said it was for the Ford. I think it's the Honda Pilot or the Honda Pilot. Can you believe I remembered that off the top of my head? The Pilot is not a bad name for a car. Yep. I was driving. It, it's a whole thing that we don't have to get into right now. Um, but I accidentally rented a terrible car for a road trip <laughs> through the mountains, and it was called the, um, the Mitsubishi Mirage. <laughs> Did I tell you this part? I found out later it had three cylinders. No. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. It's like literally the you cheapest got the car. Very weakest car. According to somebody um who I think knows from cars, uh it's literally the cheapest new car you can buy in the American market. It's a uh, 145, I believe, you wow. can buy a brand new car, and it is the Mitsubishi Mirage, and I I was like trying to figure out if it's the perfect name or the worst name for the car like it's insubstantial from a, for sure. Right, from a, from an advertising perspective, it would be terrible. But from an honesty perspective, it's great because it's like it's just the idea of a Do car. Do you think that when you picked that out of the lineup at at SeaTac at the at the yeah. Enterprise like? Uh, thing did the guy like give you a second yeah. did he do like a spit take he, sort of he he was a very young man and I remember him being like oh he gestured across the lot or like the garage to a couple of cars that I could take and I said well what about this one it's got a hatchback and he said uh, <laughs> oh yeah like something passed across his face <laughs> It's like, yeah, 
Yeah, you can, you can just take this one right here. And I think he might have been giving it to me. Yeah, you could have this one. Yeah, exactly. I'm having trouble. Like, it, what was it? It was Honda Pilot, and it was like um, he's running with adds wolves. it, and he was raised by wolves. Let's try that, because I was looking this up his name. This is pretty old. I mean, this is like way pre-internet old. Here, I think I found it here. I think searching for the actor's name didn't do me any like favors. Families, we wanted an SUV, but ours had to be especially rugged because my husband was brought up by wolves. But he's really not that different than any other guy. We see him in all kinds of walks of life where he's acting like an animal. He's in the office and he's like trying to drink from the bubbler, like by putting his mouth up to it. <laughs> he's walking around on all fours in proper company. <laughs> She's, you know, he loves to be outdoors. She's combing so, his back so hair. Hey, Dad. He dives into the lake when his son throws um, a stick that's into been it. A lifesaver, really. The pilot, built by Honda. That is a pretty funny commercial. A weird, weird approach to selling a car. Too. Very weird approach, but it has stayed with me all these years. Okay, we are here today to check in with the. Yeah, ad we're not council. here to talk about. I guess that was technically ad council because I did see it in Facebook. Oh, right. But... Somebody asking about creating a Hall of Fame. So let's go back to this commercial that was submitted by a listener um, a while back, uh, several weeks ago, saying, what is the little girl saying in this commercial? What is the name of her doll? Now, this is for York Peppermint Patty. And the idea is when you're an adult, when you're a parent and you need a little break, you need something that like kind of takes you away from the stress of the daily life, right? And they're um, showing that by showing a woman inside of a very large York peppermint patty package, right? right? And she's in the middle of her living room and she's able to shut off the rest of the world by being inside of this York peppermint patty oh package. My God. When really I want to go for Halloween it. as the mom in this. I want to put on You'll a suffocate, big... Though. No, I'll put my head through, but okay. a big York, York peppermint patty package and then mm -hmm. a, a Mr. Craggles doll. And then we have this little girl and she's saying, and like her daughter is like wants her attention while the mom's trying to have her moment. And she's like, mom, 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 I can't find Mr. And we could, we played it over and over. <laughs> we slowed it down. We, we landed on the fact that where we landed thinking that she's saying Mr. Craggles is the well, name we, of her doll. We didn't land on Craggles. I think we landed on Crago or Quago. Okay. And then somebody said, hey, I found the commercial on Vimeo right. and the name of the commercial is Mr. Craggles. And so I wrote to the guy who runs that Vimeo page saying, yeah. hey, did you make this? Is this really? It says Mr. Craggles. I guess that's the name, but what's the deal here? So here, let's take a listen to this commercial again. Mom, I can't find Mr. Quaggles. Sweetie? Yeah, Mr. Quaggo, it sounds like, Mr. Craggles. But then again, um, it, it looked like this Vimeo page was the Vimeo page of a creator, somebody who makes commercials yeah. and is showing off his, uh, is, who's showing off his reel. Uh, before we get to what that creator got back to you with, I uh -huh. want to I wanna read an email from James who says, I'm sure many people have guessed at this, and I apologize that I'm a little behind, but I wasn't going to be able to sleep until I threw my guess in. I think the little girl can't find Mr. Crackers. Hmm. Hearing the ad drove me, Mr. Cracker. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's listen again. Is it Mr. Cr I don't think it's Mr. Crackers, but let's take a listen. Mom, I can't find Mr. Craggles. Sweetie. It does sound like Crago there. Yeah, I hear a G, but I also agree with you, James, that like, absent all other evidence... Mr. Crackers makes the most sense. Yes. 
But like I say, on Vimeo, it was, it was labeled as Mr. Uh, Craggles. And so I wrote to the guy who runs that um, page. His name is Joel Frankie. And I Googled around a little bit and I realized, oh, yeah, he's somebody who worked for like Droga 5. And, um, and I think on his CV, I saw some other... Um, some other creative agencies that he worked for. So I'm like, Hey, and I, I wrote to him not expecting to hear back because I always come off as like a, a dweeb with these emails, but I was like, Hey, or a crazy person or a crazy person. A Mr. Crackers, if you will. <laughs> You, you come off as a real Mr. Cracker. I sent him a link to our show and I said, hey, I work on this show about commercials. <laughs> a listener was kind of obsessing over the name of this doll. We couldn't figure it out. I see that it's called Mr. Craggles uh, on your Vimeo page. So I guess that's our answer. But like, can you fill in any detail here? And I also said, by the way, I see if I'm correct here, it looks like you also worked on the uh, mattress firm campaign Junk Sleep, which is one of my favorite yeah. new campaigns of the past several years. I loved Junk Sleep, a.k.a. Slunk Jeep. Um, with Was that Liev Schreiber in there? Um, anyway, a few days later, this guy, Joel Frankie, wrote back to me. He said, Andrew! Exclamation point. What a nice surprise. Now, this is how... <laughs> Yeah, this, this is how Andrew likes to be spoken to. What a nice surprise. What a familiar, nice surprise. What was the name of what, the... What, what a the, non-creepy surprise. What was the name of the um, guy who I went up to in the bar because we realized oh, he, he was in one of our favorite he local He was in that lottery ad. I'll never remember his actual and name. And he just... I, I came in way he came too a little hot. hot came in a little guy. hot on that one. I was so drunk and yeah. he's having such a nice time talking to you and then I showed up. Well, I don't up. know if I'd say it was such a nice time, but it was... In the bounds of I normal, I watched his it was, face. Just it was melt within tolerances, into, yeah. I would say, and then it was like, "Boo!" I really killed that. Anyway, so <laughs> Andrew, what a nice surprise, and thanks for the kind words about junk sleep. So this is really, but this is exact. Not only is his tone perfect, yeah, and he, I mean, Joel, already considers me a Joel, friend absolute. and colleague. <laughs> I hope he hears this. Oh God, we're please. best friends, Joel. Joel. As, it, as your, Am I coming in Joel, hot again? as your best friends, we'd like to invite you to write in and tell us just how great it is being best friends with us. Um, but he, I mean, he gave so much detail about not just confirming the name of the doll, why it was named that, and also a dazzling detail about the production. <laughs> so here we go. Joel says, so I made that York spot when I was at Droga 5 with my longtime partner, Craig Garinger. Craggles is actually my nickname for Craig. Ha ha ha. So he's got a buddy named Craig and he calls him Craggles. Yeah, which Long I think that'll make our listener happy who wanted to be Craigo. Yeah. Because that was their nickname for a family member who I assume is named Craig. Oh right. So that's so maybe you could change it from Craigo to Craggles. How how charming is that? So he makes it with his longtime partner Craig and they name the the thing Craggles, which is his nickname for it. Then he says, We shot that spot in London and the client didn't like the way the little girl had a hard time doing an American accent when saying craggles. So when we got back to New York City, we had to hire an American actress to redo the ADR. That's so, the voiceover. So the voice we're hearing isn't the little girl. No, they actually recut that line with a different actor, another kid actor. Yes. Fascinating. Fascinating. And then he says, and that's the story. <laughs> Joel... This is why we've been best friends for so long. <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I doubt he will hear this. No, I'm sure but, not. But um, I'm so glad he got back to us. That is, I mean, honestly, that is more than I could have asked for yeah. as far as that story. It's a real happy ending. Exactly. Yeah. 
Well, I'm a little worried about today's show because I had to take apart my um, studio for a, a, a road trip, a work road trip, and I just set it back up this morning, and um, the levels look really weird on my recorder Uh-oh. today, and they sounded fine in my ears, but if you're at the end of the show right now and you're wondering what the heck was going on with today's levels, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to figure my shit out. I hope so. it was okay. If not... Um I don't know. You can have your money back. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get your money back, the way you do that is you can call our voicemail line and say, I want my money back. 607-444-5597. Or you or, can call and sing the I want my baby back ribs, which is a great jingle. Oh, you're right. someone might want to call up and sing because I don't think we've had that one. I want my baby back, baby back, baby back. Did I just salt the game by doing yeah, it myself? You did no, for sure. no. You're going to do it better. So call 607 444 5597 weigh in on anything that you want to weigh in on or like Genevieve says sing a jingle for us we love hearing your voice you can email us at after these messages show at gmail.com or visit us on the Facebook group as we love to see you there all right that's it everybody another one in the can we will talk to you next Tuesday have a great week red couldn't stop me I burn headband my eyes all droopy